Mac Jones is ripped. Matt Patricia is calling plays. The Celtics are title favorites. And The Ringer has a new Boston show. I'm Brian Barrett, host of Off the Pike, the show covering all things Boston sports. I'll have shows multiple times a week covering your favorite teams and with your favorite Ringer and local guests. Plus, maybe Bill will stop by to rant about the Sox. Follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. It's The Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome in. East Coast Bias Boys are back. It's part two of our NBA over-under conversation. Now it's time for the Western Conference. Raheem Palmer, Joe House. Gentlemen, long time no speak. And House, right out of the gate here, you know, Raheem left us with a little bit of a dangling carrot. I love a dangling carrot. They're fantastic. But yesterday, he kind of promised us a surprise team in the Western Conference. So I almost feel it's where we got to start. And it seems like you, House, have an idea where Raheem is going. So uh, I'm curious to hear this, my man. Well, well, JJ, you know, one of the fun, th- fun things about the dream cliffhanger here is he didn't say one way or the other that he was fading a team like he was taking one of the top teams and putting them in the toilet. Or that he's, or that he's grabbing one of the teams that feel like you know they've been stuck in mediocrity and ready to thrust them. He didn't tell us one way or the other whether it's a move up or a move down. So that makes the playing field wide open. But just from the little bit of time that we've had together, we had a wonderful spring uh, together here on East Coast Bias, going through the the league. We got the playoffs. We, I think, I have a little bit of intuition around where the dream where his favor may lie. I think he's taking a team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2006. I think he's taking a team that, you know, has been historically the 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 laughing stock of the league and I think he's ready to put this team in the playoffs. JJ, my bet for who the dream is ready to promote here not is the, the Sacramento Kings. Kings. I, oh, I no, think, the, the Kings. Now that's my bet. Who knows? So he you're might... telling me right now and we'll get the answer from Raheem Palmer. 
that we're going to have the Seattle Mariners and the Sacramento Kings in the playoffs in the same year. Raheem, is, is, are we getting the Kings? That's exactly who I was looking at. I like the <laughs> King, Sacramento <laughs> Kings. Woo! Raheem, as smart as you may be, I can't do it. No way. I can never get involved with that I team. I knew it. Never. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but I do like the over 33 and a half wins. I, I, I love this. I'm going to be honest with you. And look, I've discussed this with so many smart basketball people, but you replace Alvin Gentry with... Mike Brown, that's a huge upgrade already. You look at last year, they added Sabonis. They had some injuries last year, but when you have Sabonis, when you have De'Aaron Fox, like we all love the, the rookie, Keegan Murray. We all love Harrison Barnes. Uh, you add Malik Monk. Malik Monk was probably one of the biggest bright spots for the Lakers last year. You like To me, with Davion Mitchell, I think this is a team who wants to win Look, you spoke about the Seattle Mariners breaking their playoff drought. This team wants to make the playoffs. So they're going to be making a push. And when you have all these other teams who aren't really trying to win, this Kings team is trying to win. And they won 30 games last year. They won 30 games last year. See, the over Raheem, I don't have as much of a problem with as I would to make the playoffs. That's the thing. But, you know, in the Western Conference, we talked about this with the East being stacked and loaded. There is a lot more room for upward mobility, I think, fellas, out West as opposed to being one of those teams in the East. Well, I, I don't know yet whether or not I agree with that, JJ, because as I was building out this list, I, the, the West looks tighter than I may, might have initially thought uh, in, in the research. But I will say there is a nice middle ground, perhaps, for us. If we like the under, I'm all, all on board with everything having to do with the Kings this season. And especially even though the conference that they're, or the division that they're in, is crazy competitive. I think that they're going to be able to steal some regular season wins because these teams are not motivated to do anything but go kick ass in the playoffs. So I think the Kings built to go try and and really build a regular season identity for themselves to change the direction of the franchise. The over is great. The other thing that I really like that's that that, that over is minus 132. It's like the second most expensive over to get, grab the over on 33 and a half. But where I like the plus odds is the play-in game. They just have to finish in the top 10 in the West, and that's plus 120. And that is getting some Joe House money coming up uh, here in the next, next two weeks. I, I can guarantee that one. Yeah, I, lo- I love that one. I think that's a great one. Glad you mentioned teams that have added motivation to play this regular season. And I know, Raheem, we talked about this yesterday, that over-unders, when you're talking 50-plus wins, you normally don't like going in the direction of the over. But there is one to me that is an obvious over, I believe, because of guys they're getting back, the way they've approached regular seasons in the past. We'll see if we're on the same page with this. I think Denver is going to have a monster regular season this year. I really do. First of all, the Joker loves playing basketball. That's one thing I know. I like having a motivated superstar. I like having a guy who's out there day in and day out. The Joker, for the most part, is out there day in and day out. They're getting guys back, whether it's Michael Porter Jr., whether it's Murray. I think Denver, who was in the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago, still won a boatload of games, even with all the adversity last year. I'm seeing their total guys at 50 and a half wins. I think Denver's the top three team in the Western Conference. I'm very confident. I have no issues here. I'm playing the over and I'm doing it without hesitation. 
I'm going to join you on that one. One of the things that I'm interested in doing while I always look at this, you know, I have to get a little exotic as the NBA season comes into view. I like to, to match up some division winners in a, in a parlay. I like to put them together. That, that Denver price is just skinny enough, minus 160 to win the division. Like, I don't want to lay that, you know, as, as the season comes into view, put down a bunch of money. I do think that they're the best team in that division. I do share the view, JJ, and, and it's not really going out on a limb. That no, they not are, at all. They are much better um, with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. I would hope so, House. I would hope so. You know, quietly under the radar, the, they traded Monty Morris and Will Barton, but they got back my boy Kentavious, Caldwell Pope, the professional's professional. Winning player. Yeah. Winning mm. player. Yeah. Really will help them on defense. And that, that defensive identity that they're capable of. Right, Dream? Yeah, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the move to pick up Bruce Brown was huge. I, I really, I'm a big Bruce Brown fan. I think he was one of the bright spots on Brooklyn last year. So I think that was huge. I think you get another year of Bones Highland. I think Bones Highland, I know we're doing awards soon, but I think he's a good six man of the year candidate. I think, you know, he, he showed some stuff last year and I think he's going to be really good. So I agree with you on the Nuggets. But one thing I will say is that I am really high on a team in their division. I like the Minnesota Timberwolves this year. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Rudy Gobert. They were good to us last year, Raheem. Listen, I, I, I'm i not going to fight you on that. Minnesota was good to us last year. And their total right now is juiced at 48 and a half. So the market agrees with you on that. Yeah. It's like I already gave out, like um, when I did the Podfathers podcast earlier this summer, I already gave out Anthony Edwards to win most improved player. And look, they, want, they were 46 and 36 last year. Chris Finch did a tremendous job in his first season. Their expected win total was like expected wins were like, I think they were 48 and 34. So you add Rudy Gobert and you don't really give up too many rotation pieces. I think they go over their win total. So I, I'm really high on the Minnesota Timberwolves this year. Guys, one that we have to get to, and it's going to be always super polarizing, the Los Angeles Lakers. Now I have to admit, last year and the year before that, I made a killing in betting the Lakers under. Like, it was easy, easy, easy money. Well, now the total has been adjusted. I'm not getting 50 and a half. I'm not getting the gaudy win total that I did each of the last two years. It is at 44 and a half wins. House, I think that's a pretty sharp number, dude. I want to go under. I really do because I can't stand the Lakers. And I will enjoy every minute of another meltdown and another disaster for them. But I'm not getting the same value I did a year ago, two years ago. Like last year, if we were doing this podcast, I would have said Hammer City, Lakers under. Two years ago, same deal. Hammer City, Lakers under. This year? Eh, not so sure about it, dude. It's a complete stay away for me because you you can't with any uh, credibility uh, say for sure what how many games LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to play together. When those two guys play together, they have a really good record. I think they're they've I think they've played like just over a hundred games together in the time since Anthony Davis arrived in LA, and I think they've won like seventy percent of the the game, something like that. Um, but who can sit with the crystal ball and forecast how many games either one of those guys is going to play? Even last season. You know, the only way that, that the Lakers were competitive is if LeBron, you know, showed out and, and you know, had an unbelievable, you know, triple-double style of game, tried to carry the team. He's only really capable of that once out of every three games, which is why they ended up with, with the record they ended up with. And that's not a knock on him. Uh, they still have the, the Russell Westbrook 
problem. Now that the, the, the fortunes, if you wanted to bet the over, the reason to bet the over for the Lakers would be you have a strong conviction that they're going to do this deal with the Pacers and they're going to get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald in and Russell Westbrook is going to be out of the picture. Then, then you know, they're, they're, they've, they did a decent job of shuffling the deck a little bit in terms of building some more um, uh, depth. Thomas Bryant, uh, uh, Patrick Beverly, uh, Damian Jones, you know, decent. And, and, and I think it's a better, deeper bench than, than last season. But, you know, really the only reason to, to weigh in, wade in here would be if you thought that they had the uh, opportunity to make themselves one class better. And that would be to me with, with that healed uh, Turner trade in exchange for Westbrook. Yeah, I agree with House. I think this is a stay away um, just because, look, we don't know what's going to happen with Russell Westbrook. I think you have to assume that they're going to trade for him. But I, I really don't like a lot of the pieces on this roster. I mean, obviously you add Lonnie Walker and um, Juan Toscano Anderson and you, you got Scotty Pippen Jr. I, I just like some of these pieces are just they, they're not great pieces to me. And like, it looks like, you know, Kendrick Nunn made me starting, but I'm just not high on this team at all. And then look, House mentioned it. They were 75 and 33 with Anthony Davis and LeBron James in the lineup the last three seasons. Last year, they were 11 and 11. I just don't know how many games Anthony Davis is going to play. If you're betting on over, you're betting on Anthony Davis being healthy. I know he came into the season saying he has a chip on his shoulder, but I expect him to be out four to six weeks with a chip on his shoulder. Like, that's just yeah, who Anthony Davis is. Yeah, that was a is. good line. <laughs> who, who did that on the Twitter? Somebody did it on the Somebody Twitter. Somebody did it, it on the Twitter. Shouts to that guy. Hey, like, listen, give him credit, shouts. whatever the case may be. Um, any interest, guys, Lakers to miss the playoffs at plus 194. Are we getting enough value there or no? I don't think so. I'd be more interested if it was like closer to to plus 300. I want a little more of that irrational Laker love pushing that number towards plus. Give me some some better odds than that. Yeah, I think I'm just going to, I mean, their team, I'm just going to fade night to night as opposed to just jumping on. Because some team always is going to give the Lakers what they want at some point (laughs) for Russell Westbrook. All right, fellas. So the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors were the two best teams in the Western Conference last year. It And you could throw Memphis in there as well. But when they were at their best, we thought we were getting a Phoenix, Golden State, Western Conference final. And then Dallas had to get in the way. And we did not end up getting that series. And Phoenix ends up with a whole lot of questions. Well, Phoenix has the DeAndre Ayton disaster. They bring him back. He's not talking with Monty Williams. You have that whole deal. Then you have Golden State, Curry, playing a whole lot of golf. Curry right now living his best life. Klay Thompson living his best life. The Warriors had this, like, feel good, we won, you know, like, kind of a bookend-type deal for their dynasty now adding onto it. I think both teams in the regular season, it has regression written all over it. So I ask you this, Raheem. Mm -hmm. Who is going to have more regression this year in the regular season? The Warriors because of lack of motivation? Phoenix because of some of the chaos, turmoil, and dysfunction that has hit their organization? I want to say the Golden State Warriors, just because I, I feel like they lost some pieces. Obviously, you 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 lose Otto Porter Jr. You lose Gary Payton II. To me, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson are getting older. And Draymond Green, I mean, he's, look, I love him to death, but he's not the same guy. And they depend on him a, a ton. Klay Thompson, I don't know what he is at this point. And when you look at the Warriors, they don't go all out in these regular seasons. Look, they've they've won four championships already. And they were a dynasty. And 
they have no reason to go all in for the regular season for what they have accomplished. So they really just want to stay healthy. And when you combine that with the pieces that they lost, I think like this is a, a, a one total that's going under. Now you're looking at three. I think this is an under. That's where I was oh, going. That's I love it as an under. I disagree with both of you on this. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I think w- the, the reason is there is a little bit of an addition by subtraction kind of situation happening in Golden State. Now, it, to me, it's just a tiny over. It's just like 53, 54 wins. It's not a huge play. I don't have huge conviction. But I think the, the combination of, of adding in uh, 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 James Wiseman, we finally get to see him play some basketball. I think the confidence that Jordan Poole showed last season, they have no issue with letting Jordan Poole have minutes. Kaminga was a revelation a little bit last season. And then we keep hearing, I'm hearing these stories out of Golden State about look out for Moses Moody. Look out for Moses Moody. Andrew Wiggins demonstrated what, 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 you know, uh, the confidence that his performance in the finals will translate into. I expect that to carry over. I think they're just going to come out, be a professional team, handle their business and win in the low fifties. Now I'm not prepared to fade golden state, even though I, I agree with the notion they're not incented to put more mileage on Curry. I, I, have, a, I have a trend for or, you though. Or Draymond. I have a trend for you. And this, is, this is courtesy of my, my former colleague, Matt Moore. Oh, you know, I love Matt Moore. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, Defe- so this gotta be regarding defending champs. Is that accurate? No, nope, not at all. It is this, not. This is okay. going to surprise you. So when you look at teams who have gone to China or Japan for for preseason, oh. they yeah. tend to go under more often than not. They're 15, 8, and 1 to the under, and 10, 3, and 1 to the under since 2013. The Golden State Warriors have gone to China before, and they've spoken at length about how that throws off their the beginning of the season. They don't really have a, a true traditional training camp. So obviously, you know, they were playing your Washington Wizards last Thursday and last Friday in Japan. And I think that's going to throw them off a little bit. So you see those teams tend to go under more often than not. The only thing I'll say in response to that is they did put it into the calendar at appropriate mm. time for them to come back to the States and reacclimate. The first games are not until October the 18th. And they were over there um, playing in Japan on September the 30th and October the 1st. So if you wanted a glass half full, it, that's what I would say. That's fair. And then one, one thing at one point I want to make when it comes to Wiseman and Kaminga, I don't think they know how to play basketball yet. And I think they're yeah, I don't be, think they're ready yet. I'm right maybe there not. with you, Raheem. Maybe they're not. talented. I don't think they're ready yet. I think they're long term projects for Golden State. Yeah, I think this will be the year where they're trying to get those guys ready and they're going to take those speed bumps. But one thing I want to say that there's three teams in the Pacific Division with a win total over 50. So it's kind of like you got to pick your poison here. Let's so, get to Phoenix. Yeah, I want to get to Phoenix. Go ahead. Go ahead, JJ. Because Phoenix, to me, is a team that has played so out of their minds the last couple of years in the regular season. Unlike Golden State, on the surface, they still have that motivation aspect to be great in the regular season because they haven't won and they need to set themselves up in order to win. I don't know, though, guys. The idea of me... Getting behind Phoenix after two great regular seasons, two great flameouts. I'm not playing them as an under necessarily, but they scare me. Like I, it, like all of my instincts, all my feelings, house point me in a direction for the under for the Suns. Well, everybody that's betting on the Suns is betting the under, uh, and you know it's telling that they have a, a win total of 53 and a half 
after winning 64 games last season. Like, you know, there's a lesson in there somewhere. The betting public likes the under. The thing that um, is the obvious concern is the hangover from the way that they exited the playoffs. Uh, The Dream actually tweeted this out as he cast a giant ticket on the Adelaide 36ers on Monday night after they beat the Suns. By the way, many of the Suns starters playing in that game, a bunch of the names that were playing in the playoffs were playing in that preseason game. Now, we don't invest too much in preseason outcomes, but there does feel like there is some overhang. There's a hangover. There's a little bit of dysfunction. We haven't seen anything in the preseason thus far to give us something we can sink our teeth into that this team has flipped the page, that they put that Dallas uh, 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 apocalypse behind them and are ready to come in hungry, get after it. The Monty Morris Aiton thing has dominated the airwaves with good reason. They need that dude to play good, to, to you know be anywhere near a semblance of what they were last year. Jay Crowder asked for out. He does not want to be part of this team coming into this season. I don't think that's a good sign. I don't know who in the league they're going to get to put into that position. There isn't anybody already on the team to say, oh, yeah, I feel fine about this guy or that guy sucking up the minutes. And anytime that I can go on with Bill Simmons and talk a bunch of trash about a team uh, and then have a former NBA player come at me, I know I'm talking the right kind of stuff. Who came at this? It was Eddie Johnson. He did not like all the yin-yang. Oh, that's my boy Termini's co-host. I'm going to have to tell Termini. Termini's got to give him the business for you. Well, he was doing it right. I mean, he's calling me the water boy exactly as he should. I love Eddie. You know, we we, we love Eddie. (laughs) It was very funny. But he heard the bit on on the BS podcast about us fading Phoenix, and he was having none of it. So I feel like we're in the right place. Nice. Yeah, I, I think we're definitely in the right place. And I, look, Jay Crowder asking out is big because I, I think, you know, I love Cameron Johnson, but having a wing like Jay Crowder who could hit the three and defend, like to lose a guy like him, like that says a lot. And look, I, I'm not really a big fan of Landry Shamit. He tends to get a lot of minutes. Like DeAndre Ayton said that he hasn't spoken to Monty Williams all offseason. That's a huge problem. You're telling me the guy that just re-signed hasn't talked to the coach all summer and all fall? That is a monumental problem. There's no sugarcoating that. Oh, it's not the, even that, that <laughs> he resigned. It's that they had a, a, a famous blowout blow, as part of the blowout that they were taking at the hands of Dallas. Like, Correct. You, and you, you think it was the last chat? game he was ever playing with the team. And now all of a sudden, oh, hey, DeAndre Aiden's That's back. Right. Right. Yeah. That's right. Agreed. And then Chris Paul is 37 years old. So it's just, look... I'm struggling. With, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm struggling with this win total because the Suns look, it looks ugly, but they won six. They were 64 and 18 last year. The win total, we're looking at 53 and a half. So are you telling me that they're going to win 12, 13 less games this year? I, I just, I'm struggling with that because this is basically the same roster. Um, minus, I mean, yes, yeah, pretty much the same roster. And we don't know what's going to happen with Jay Crowder. So, I, I think you kind of got to go under or you got to stay away. Um, this is probably a stay away from me, though. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. 
I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Gents, we have two teams in the Western Conference that had, I guess you could say overachieving years. Dallas getting into the Western Conference Finals. Memphis with the way they played all year and the emergence of John Moran and Bain and a lot of these guys to be a number two seed, to battle Golden State within the playoffs. Who are we buying more going into this season, House? Dallas with the Christian Wood move? Or is it Memphis with the idea that that young core is going to take the next step now after dealing with playoff adversity and some playoff experience. I tell you right now, buy or sell, Dallas, Memphis. The floor is yours, sir. Uh, I am buying Dallas and selling Memphis. Uh, I don't think I'm alone in in this sentiment. My my big problem with Memphis is the injury to Triple J and him being on the shelf for an indefinite period of time here to start the season. I think... The, the loss of Kyle Anderson and Anthony Melton is going to prove a little bit concerning for Memphis. Part of why they were so successful last season in offsetting all the games that Ja missed was because of the depth of that team, the rotations. They were fresh, young, hungry, and running up and down the floor. They for sure were the, the, the uh, most prolific offensive team in basketball last season. Now, you still have uh, um, uh, Desmond Bain, and you still have Ja, and maybe Ja, the in- injury stuff goes in a positive direction, and he doesn't miss, you know, 25 games or so. That's, that's always possible, and he is going to be in the conversation for MVP of this league, deservedly so, uh, as long as he can lace them up. So, that's fantastic. I like all those aspects of, of of Memphis, but I think Dallas is poised to to keep moving along. Obviously, concerning losing losing Brunson, um, and you know I still don't know the answer to how they intend to replace that scoring. It seems like a lot of pressure on Reggie Bullock, maybe, um, but I do think there's a possibility of some 
um, reimagining how the offense is going to operate with Christian Wood because of his pick and pop ability, because of his ability to get out and run. They need to start running a little bit. It's okay to go ahead and score points on the fast break, Dallas. I give you permission. They were by far the slowest paced team in the league last year. And all the stories we've heard about Luca, and we saw it in the Eurobasket stuff. I mean, that was fun to watch. Um, he's in shape. He's showing up serious. He heard all the criticism about too much of the the sugar tea and, and the cookies from last summer. I think he's sick of hearing it. He is the odds-on favorite to win the MVP of the league, and I just think they're going to come out and, and make a point um, early and often, Dallas is, that they intend to be in that upper threshold of, of the Western Conference. Yeah, I'm selling on Memphis. Like, House mentioned it. J.J. is out. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. is out. They lose slow-mo. They lose Anthony Melton. And when you look at this Memphis team last year, as much as we love John Morant, they had a negative net rating with him on the court last season. And when you look at this— Isn't that crazy to think about a negative net rating with John Morant? That's that's just hard for me to get my head around, to be honest with you, Raheem. really is. When you dive deeper into the numbers, when you look at that Memphis Grizzlies half-court offense— they were 22nd in half-court offense, scoring just 93 points per 100 possessions. And this is a team that lived in transition and, and made their bones off of defense and getting out in transition and scoring. But their half-court offense was pretty terrible, even with John Morant going off. So, I mean, you lose three major rota- rotation pieces. And Jaron Jackson Jr., to me, I would have voted for him for defensive player of the year last year. That's how good he was. So to lose him for a big chunk of the season, and then you don't have slow-mo. So your wing depth is really, I mean, it's depleted right now. I took the under 51 and a half wins. There, I mean, if you look at FanDuel right now, you ain't you look, sniffing a 51 and a half anymore. Right? No, no, I'm, I'm gonna no tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, there's there's a 51 out here in the desert. I'm not gonna say where it is, but if you, I may, fi- uh, I may have to Vimo you, uh, yeah, as my mom exactly call right. not Venmo. I may have to send you a Vimo payment to take care of that for me, my yeah, man. There's a it's 51 out here in the us. desert, but I mean, you're looking at 48, 48 and a half. I'm fading this Memphis Grizzlies team. I, I, I just think they take a huge step back. Um, one team we have not mentioned, guys, and I'm with you on the anti-Memphis. I, I don't really love Dallas this year. I'm kind of indifferent on them as far as their win total, as far as any futures. I, I just the loss of Brunson is a little concerning. Uh, Dallas to me is a team that kind of got a very favorable and reasonable draw within the postseason. I don't know if they're necessarily going to get that again. Uh, we all know we love the Clippers, so we're going to save the best for last. But New Orleans, guys. New Orleans to me is a team I have so. Oh, uh, we, yeah, I, we 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 got to go back to Dallas. You don't like the addition of Christian Wood and like, No, I do. I do. I, and I think he will provide in many ways Raheem what they did not have with Porzingis. Like I think he will be the version of the stretch big they wanted Porzingis to be. I'm not but my point is I'm not betting on them like to win the West. No, I'm out, bro. I'm out. Because I have one or two teams I like more. How about for the division? Because if we're selling on the Memphis Grizzlies, the Dallas Mavericks are plus 145 to win the division. Yeah, I could get I could get behind that. Okay. I'm okay with that. But that's what I mean. When I'm talking selling Dallas, I'm talking even in the bigger picture. Okay. I could get behind a division play at plus 145. That's, that's fair. fine. Okay. I just I wanted that's to make fine. sure I wanted to make sure we give something out in that division because we are selling on the Grizzlies. But I mean you said let's move on to the Pelicans, so I think that's a, that's a good yeah, segue. Yeah, because I'm in I'm in on New Orleans this year. Okay, and I know I'm putting my trust and my confidence in heavy set Zion Williamson. So I hope that maybe he's skipping some meals and 
you know, maybe is uh, eating a salad every now and again and drinking you, some water hey, every now and again. I hope but, you saw him at media day. He's looking cut up, JJ. Well, I mean, yeah. listen, nowhere to go but up after last year. I mean, that was <laughs> Tank City for Zion Williamson. But, guys, I don't care if this over is juiced at 43 and a half. New Orleans showed me second half of the year. They got after it. There was a feel. There was a chemistry. There was a look about them. Now you're telling me I'm going to get 30. Let's say I get 50 games from Zion Williamson this year. That's a playoff team in the Western Conference. That's a 47-48 win team. I think with relative ease, to be perfectly honest with you guys, I'm in on New Orleans this year. Do I have any takers? I'm right there with you. I don't have to work very hard at it. It's not strenuous. The over is minus 142. It's the most juice uh, total on, on the entire board. Um, I just think that the impact of C.J. McCollum as the elder statesman, as the guy that comes in with these young guys, these these apparently disparate pieces, these disparate parts, and brings them all together. He and Chris Paul, I think, are like one-two for the most respected guys in the league, the elder statesman. And I think what... what um, the, the Pelicans have done in terms of building uh, a roster that has, you know, a good, good mix of talent. Obviously everything resides on, on Zion's shoulders, but I think they're that, that series against Phoenix was a revelation and I'm prepared to invest. Now they have to shoot from the three better. They were 28th in makes last season. They're a bad three point shooting team, but if they can, they can improve in that area, that arena, I think that they run seven or eight deep, and I think that they're prepared to play defense. They had a good defensive rating last season. I, I like the over. I'm going to pay the juice. I mean, 44 is a winner for the Pelicans. Uh, I'm on them. Yeah, I, I love the Pelicans this year. I, I already took some 43 and a half already, and I just think they have so much depth. And when you look at the addition of C.J. McCollum, they were 3.8 points per game better than average with McCollum in the lineup. And then you add... Zion Williamson, who didn't play last year. And look, obviously their defense is going to take a step back with Zion there. But this is a team that was 19th on offensive rating last year. So you add CJ and, and Zion. And I think Brandon Ingram, to me, look, let's be honest. Is he the fourth best shooting guard in the league right now? I mean, at least top five. I mean, you're looking at Kevin Durant. You're looking at Kawhi Leonard. You're looking at LeBron James. I don't know if there's too many other guys I would take over Brandon Ingram other than those guys. So, like, and then, I mean, you look at guys off the bench. We all love Herb Jones. Uh, I mean, defensively, I mean, he's like Richard Sherman on a basketball court. So, <laughs> I'm really high on this team. They are, plus, I think they're plus 300 to win the division. So, I think you can take a flyer on that. I also think you can you could take a minus 200 to make the playoffs. Like, a lot of people might disagree with laying the juice there, but uh, I'm, that's how high I am on this Pelicans team. Seems like we have a united front there with the New Orleans Pelicans. I like the sound of that. All right, before we get our favorite over, favorite under in our future, guys, there are some dreadful teams out West. I mean, we have some teams with some paltry win totals. The Utah Jazz fit that description. Oklahoma City fits that description. The Houston Rockets fit that description. Utah, after trading away Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, they fit that description. House, if there is one of those putrid basketball teams that you could see exceeding expectations a little bit, maybe doing better than advertised. You got one for me? It, for me, it would be Houston. I think that they're motivated to try and improve. Their win total is only 23 and a half. 
to take the over. It's even odds. It's plus 100 to grab the over on the Rockets. And I think that Steven Silas uh, is kind of coaching for his job a little bit. I really love what they did uh, in, in the draft. And I, I think, look, they they I watched them the whole second half of the season. Jalen Green learned on the fly last year. He's a prolific scorer. And they're going to try. I don't think that they're just, you know, showing up to games and expecting to get rolled. I think they they intend to be competitive. 23 and a half is such a low bar. The Rockets would be the team that I would invest in. This is tough. Um, this is really tough because, I mean, look, when you look at some of these teams, you look at the Utah Jazz, you look at the San Antonio Spurs, you look at the Houston Rockets. I, I just can't trust the Houston Rockets with all those young players. Um yeah. I, I just can't at all. I, I think it probably has to be the Spurs just because. That's where I'm going. I'm with you, Raheem, just because of the Popovich culture factor. Yeah. Like, I know that roster is awful, and I understand that that total, in many ways, guys, it's begging you to bet the over. So, like, a lot of that is like, all right, Vegas saying, yeah, you're the Spurs. Yeah, you're going to be in these games. They're going to stink. But that culture and culture alone feel like Popovich ain't going to go and win 15 games this year. I just can't see and, it, guys. I mean, the fact that, look, they have competent players. So it's just like you look at guys like Kelton Johnson. You look at guys like um, Jacob Pertle or Josh Richardson. They they aren't bad players. Those are those are guys who on a, a playoff team, they could contribute as great role players. So, like, they're going to, like, they're not going to beat themselves. That's all I'm going to say. It's like if you go into San Antonio on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, you, you're going to be in a dogfight, you know, in some games, even though there's not a lot to be excited about. So I, I think you got to go with them. Well, there are three teams that are, are going to end up with the exact same odds. You know, the, the the worst three records all get the same odds for the purposes of the draft. And so if you think the Spurs are going to show up and be professional and win 24 games, but cement their, their position in the, in that top three for that draft for, for, um, for, for, for the Frenchman VW, I have to come up with a name for him. Um, cause I, I definitely cannot pronounce his last name. Uh, Victor, the Frenchman. Um, I expect the Spurs to want to be in contention for that. They clearly are, have positioned the franchise to be in that position, but 24 wins is a win on the over. So <laughs> I hear what you guys are saying. All right, guys, now it's time to shine. Favorite over, favorite under, and maybe a potential future we can have some fun with. Raheem, I'm starting with you. Favorite over, favorite under. I'm going to go with, I, I think you got to go with the Pelicans. I, I just, I, I think they're the team that's just going to make the leap right now. So I'm, I'm going to go with them. And are you, you're investing in the Clippers every which way. I expected you to give oh, yeah, them out I mean, as the future. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to have like a, a total Clippers segment. I mean, you guys know I love the Clippers. Oh, I, you love your Clippers. I knew it. Well, I now I teed you up. So I'm in. You know I'm in. We made that bet way back when. So uh, there's no stopping us now, Raheem. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I took it plus 750 to win the NBA title. Look, I mean, you look at a team who they have Ty Lue, one of the best coaches in the league. And look. They they almost made the playoffs without Kawhi Leonard, and they're they're even deeper now. So you you have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, you have Marcus Morris, you have Robert Covington. You added Norman Powell last year. This is a team that was 40, 42 and forty, and they had a top ten defense. And then you add a top ten player. So I mean, look, we saw the year where Steph Curry got hurt, and what happened when you added him back. You add a player like Kawhi Leonard, and I mean, you, you're scary. So I, I like the. I like the Clippers to win the NBA title. I like them to win a division. 
I, I'm, I mean, I'm on a win total over. I think this is a. I think this is the, probably the best team in the league. Wow, I can't go that far with the Clippers. I'm bullish on the Clippers. Also, I like their over. I don't love it. I like it. the The injury risk continues to be a thing. I mean, Kawhi wasn't hasn't played. You know, six. Kawhi started the whole rest movement. I mean, if you go <laughs> five years back, Kawhi Leonard was the guy that was taking games off for the purposes of rest. Uh, and so they're going to do that because they are a team that has serious, serious ambition and aspiration to be uh, title contenders, to to win the LOB. And that means then, to me, it could translate into sacrificing some regular season stuff. The number, to me, feels sharp. I mean, 52 and a half is the number. Very I, sharp, House. Very yeah. sharp. So, here, I mean, here's my thing. If over. We're, if, if, we're, if we're taking the Warriors to take a step back and the Suns to take a step back, it's got to be the Clippers. So you guys are taking the Warriors to take a step back. I'm oh, not. yeah, you were. Okay. And Phoenix has taken a big step back in my estimation. So I, I agree with that the Clippers can suck up some of those wins. But we also like New Orleans maybe grabbing some of those wins as well. That's fair. And a team like Denver grabbing some of those wins. Well, well with that said, wouldn't the Pacific Division Clippers plus 195 be the best value? Yeah, I like that more, to be honest with you. They, they get involved with the win total. I'm not betting their win total because of everything house detailed as far as load management is concerned. Yeah. I'm in no Raheem as far as them winning a title. I think they have the ingredients and the pieces to do so. It's a good one. I'll jump on that one. Uh, it's a family play. Let's go. It's, it's a <laughs> now, family fellas, play. for me, uh, as far as the totals, my favorite one is Denver. I absolutely love their over. I adore their over. I think they're going to be a fantastic team this year. Um, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I really like the Warrior under this year. I really, really do. I just think it's way too high. I don't know if the motivation is going to be there. That's going to be my under. And then if we're looking for a future, you know what? I might double the meat. I might get involved with Denver to win the title. I mean, I might as well wow. put all my eggs in a nugget basket. Let's go, dude. Let's How about go. That? I, I oh, like yeah. adding that to you. I, I like adding that to the portfolio. Cause I mean, I think if they if they go It's a good over, number. That's if, what it boils down to, Raheem. It's a good number. I think if they go over their win total, that number is going to look foolish by by March. So I think I'm going to add that to my portfolio as well. I'm just doing simple. I'm just keeping it nice and straightforward. The Pelicans over, the Suns under, and a big investment. I'm prepared to do it. We started off the show. I like plus money on the Sacramento Kings getting into the play-in. All they need to do is get finished 10th in the West. That's plus 120, plus odds. Positive vibes only for the Kings. How about that? I like it. I like what that. a world. The Seattle Mariners and the Sacramento Kings finding their way in the postseason. That would be uh that'd be something, boys. Yeah, that would be, be something. something. And don't forget my Phillies. We just made the postseason last night. So Aaron Nola. And Raheem, by the way, there is a very good chance we could have a Met Philly best of three series. Now, this is gonna surprise you. Actually, no, it's not. I will be pulling hard for the Phillies in that particular series, oh. as you know. Okay. I'm a Yankee guy. What are you kidding yeah, me? You, you are think yeah. I have the Met fans okay. happy I, I love to hear that. No way. I, I love to hear Go that. Go Phillies. I love to Go hear Phillies. that. Go Phillies. I hope Bryce Harper hits five home runs in three games if it happens this weekend. I I'm really ex- I'm excited. I hope it happens this weekend, too. Uh, guys, with the week five NFL card being as lousy as it is, I can't wait for the baseball this weekend. I'm giddy for the baseball. I know a lot of these millennials are probably like, oh, baseball. But I'll be into the baseball house. I'm into it. 
I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I'm the oldest guy on this podcast. It's, go, it's no stretch <laughs> to say that finally I can be interested in baseball. I mean, the Washington team was atrocious this year. The only thing that I'll say as it relates to any of this, I have some Max Scherzer slander. I'm not ready to share it, but JJ, that game with with everything on the line over the weekend, Scherzer and how about not being up to it. This house, he feeding to Smoltz and he feeding to Rosenthal. Oh, he might not be right. It might buddy. be the oblique. Yeah, it's like buddy. they had the built-in excuse in the broadcast. So if Max pitched poorly, they could pull that out of their holster. You know what I mean, dude? I, I that's lame. And remember, House last year, Atlanta game two of the NLCS, the guy was cooked and couldn't even pitch in game six. Look, you're everybody's seeing it up close and personal under the microscope. The best pitcher for the Washington Nationals, the year that we won the series in 2019, obviously 5-0, Steven Strasburg. He finally, you know, he justified all of, of the the glamour um, coming into the, the, the league. And, and that flag will be here in Washington forever. Flags fly forever. But um, look, I, you know. Go ahead and fade Scherzer a little bit. Maybe that'll be a family play. Yeah, I, I think I think I think Scherzer has reached Larry Holmes status, as I always say. <laughs> hey. Wow, I wasn't even going. I wasn't going. I'm ready to go there. I mean, you guys are harsh. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, look, we, like a two three all right all year. Larry Holmes status. I mean, we're not talking. We we're not talking about earlier this year. We talking about right now, as in September and October. I mean, with the game That's on it. the line, he well, gave he up. missed time. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't think he's right and. I agree. Like, we're going to get a good number this weekend on Scherzer and whoever his opponent may be, whether it's the Padres or the Phillies. That's going to be at City Field. We're going to be getting that opponent at like plus 160, 170. So uh, I'm behind that, but I'd be careful with Larry Holmes there, Raheem. I mean, he's 37 (laughs) 37 years old. Like, the, the the clip happens very fast. Look, I mean, we were just talking about the Washington Nationals. You look at a guy like Patrick Corbin. He was great for the Nationals in the playoffs. Oh, he's finished. Look at him. He's, he's finished. finished now. So it just happens very quickly. And a lot of times, it's like a boxer. It just sneaks up on you. So I'm ready to face Scherzer this weekend. Boys, fabulous job. The NBA over-unders complete. Done with. We'll have some awards next week. We'll have a lot more football to get to in the days ahead. House will be doing some NFL with Warren Sharp. Raheem will be back on Sunday. Raheem, I will see you Monday. Hopefully after the Miami Dolphins are four and one with Teddy Covers at quarterback. So, uh, uh, boys, job well done. Enjoy the weekend. Good work by the War Gone Warrior. East Coast Bias boys are out. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.